I don't have a problem with people not being able to afford the best care, but if you're not open with me to begin with and you just simply expect to be given this stuff for, for effectively free, which means that I'm paying for it, then, you know, I think that is completely unfair and unjustifiable. Welcome to the Call the Vet Show, the podcast that helps pet parents understand and optimize the health of their furry family so they can live the full and happy life you want for them. And here's your host, veterinarian, Dr. Alex Avery. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of The Call, The Vet Show. I'm veterinarian, Dr. Alex. I'm your host here, and it's just been World Veterinary Day. And as usual, I'm a little bit late to the party when it comes to these special awareness days. I mean, there's so many of them, and there's so many appreciation days that, to be honest, I think they're pretty meaning meaningless but um world veterinary day it was created by the world veterinary association um in 2000 to celebrate the veterinary profession and promote the amazing work that veterinarians do and that's really what i wanted to do i thought i'd like to highlight some of the amazing stuff that my colleagues across the world do every single day but then i open my emails um, i get a number of newsletters just to keep me up to date with kind of the goings on in the profession across the world and this was from a uk newsletter and it had the report headlining the fact that new figures show one in two vets is subjected to online abuse and really you know that kind of stopped me in my tracks and so i thought i'd talk to you about that today to kind of highlight maybe some of the problems as well as some of the amazing work that veterinarians do and people working in the veterinary industry so diving into the this report it was the most common online abuse reported was unfair reviews which accounted for 90 percent but that was followed by abusive language trolling and online harassment which those three were between 30 and 45 percent each so a significant number of people of vets are suffering from either abusive language that was 46 percent trolling 33 percent and online harassment at 31 31 percent female vets were more likely than male vets to be subjected to this kind of disgusting behavior and younger vets below the age of 35 were more likely to be subjected to it compared to those vets that were over 55 so you know that was the breakdown but you know this isn't really new unfortunately because a separate survey last year showed that 57 percent of vets in clinical practice reported that they had felt intimidated by clients language or behavior in the preceding 12 months which was an increase in 10 percent since uh, 2019 so that's 57 percent that's nearly six out of every 10 vets felt when they had gone to work they felt intimidated by the clients that they're there to serve um and kind of reading through all this, it got me thinking about actually a bad review that I got a couple of years ago because I, my first thought was, well, I've not actually really been subjected to anything like this. So although I can um, empathise, it's not something that I've had to deal with. But it then actually got me thinking about this bad review that I got a couple of years ago. And the re- review was friendly and helpful staff, but more worried about money than animals. Now, I know as bad reviews go that it can get a lot worse than than what was written there that was a pretty contradictory review and you know friendly and helpful i'll take that any day of the week but clearly more worried about money than animals um you know that kind of hits home a lot of the time because a lot of accusations that we get are about kind of greed and just in it for financial reward Um, but as always there are two sides to every story 
and I remembered this when when that review came through. I kind of remembered um, specifically who had um, left that. So this particular dog um, had been left to suffer from serious skin disease for a significant period of time before coming to see me. It had not been to any previous vet. It had not been given any kind of uh, proper treatment for their condition. The skin, it was thickened. It was dark gray. Um, it actually looked like elephant skin. And that's why it was booked in. And that's why I remembered it because the it was you know, booked in, say, elephant skin disease. Um, but that is something that takes months or even years of chronic, long-term, poor skin health to develop. So it wasn't like it was an emergency that only developed yesterday. And, you know, I went through the likely causes, the treatment needed to get everything under control. We put in place a plan to try and achieve a successful long-term management outlook as well. And all of this was agreed by the owner. But it was only at the end when the owner was asked for payment they said that they couldn't afford anything. They couldn't even afford the consultation. And this was despite having just filled in and signed a new client form outlining the need for payment at the time of treatment. So, you know, that was kind of the other side of the story to that review. And yes, you know, I I felt really sorry for the dog. I felt sorry for the fact that it had been left untreated for such a long period of time. I felt sorry for the, the condition that it was in. But the reality is, is that I'd estimate that probably about 50 or at least 50 percent, and, and I'm probably being incredibly conservative here, at least 50 percent of cases where people promise to pay the following week when they're paid um, and their new clients, clients that we've never seen before, we've not built up a relationship with, we don't know them um, from Adam. In at least 50% of cases, the bill goes unpaid. They stop answering phone calls. They stop engaging. They stop making any kind of payment plan that they'd agreed to. And we end up having to go through the debt collection process. And believe you me, if you've been through this situation literally hundreds of times, I think you'd be pretty reluctant to hand over, you know, hundreds of dollars worth of treatment. Because after all, why should we, um, you know, foot the bill for someone's lack of planning and someone's inability to 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 kind of provide for their dog's basic needs you know i don't have a problem with people not being able to afford the best care but if you're not open with me to begin with and you just simply expect to be given this stuff for for effectively free which means that i'm paying for it then you know i think that is completely unfair and unjustifiable so that's kind of my my bad review story and i know it gets a whole lot worse than that and some of the abuse and some of the the reviews the language used is just completely unacceptable you know and for the abusive language the trolling and online harassment you know I, i'm sure it goes you know you're listening to this you're listening to me knowing that i'm a veterinarian in general practice you know i'm sure it goes without saying that this behavior is completely unacceptable and thankfully that's not something that i've ever had to deal with personally in my day-to-day work in clinic um although i do get the occasional um person mouthing off and throwing accusations um and and bleating out conspiracy theories um kind of about my online work especially over in youtube um, where unfortunately the comment section can be notoriously a bad place to hang out you know i've developed a pretty thick skin there um and if someone's if someone's rude i don't mind if people disagree with what i'm saying and they have an argument about what i'm saying but the moment they start to say things about me I literally just hit that block button. Um, you know, life's too short to be worried and to engage with people like that. So, you know, that's my take on that. Um, you know, so what are my takeaways from this? You know, I, I, I don't want to just 
come across as complaining and saying that you know it's not unfair you know it's unfair and it's not right which which it isn't and i mean i think those are perfectly justifiable things to say but you know in my experience most complaints like the one that i had come down to money so if you think that vets and their support staff are rolling in it then absolutely think again i've spoken before about salary versus debt um, in the veterinary profession Um, i've also spoken at length about the costs of providing veterinary care you know how much things actually cost and all of the many payment options that are available to people so to be honest if a pet parent if if you're not aware of the potential health costs that could be coming then you need to educate yourself if you've not made a plan to cope with something you know should the worst happen then you really need to think about things and make a plan um and if you're not honest about your ability to pay so that your vet can work within the means that you have then you know if people are in that situation that's really on them and that's that's not on their vets at all you know i've also dived into the mental health state of the veterinary kind of health team as a whole it's not just vets it's our receptionists our technicians our support staff and the effect that this has on the ability for your pet to get the care that they you know deserve so i'll leave links to all of those um discussions in the show notes and you know if you if you're interested in diving into any of these in more detail i definitely encourage you to head over to those show notes um call the vet.org and check those out um And I guess if you don't think that this picture of abuse affects you, then consider this. Also in the report was that in this latest survey, vets who had been subjected to this abusive language, this trolling, this online harassment, this online abuse in the previous 12 months were more likely to report that they expect to have left the profession in five years time. So 29% of people um, who'd experienced this abuse felt that they would they would no longer be in the profession in five years time and that compared to nine percent of vets who had not received any abuse and you know we're already dealing with a situation of increasing pet ownership um, in the face of reducing numbers of veterinary staff that's a problem across the world so just imagine how your pet will be affected if they become unwell or injured and the situation continues helping your pet live the happy healthy life they deserve so apologies if this episode was a little bit heavy going today um it's something that i'm passionate about um you know i'm passionate about our pets receiving the best care possible but i'm also passionate about the need for veterinarians and all people who are working within the veterinary industry to be treated well and to look after their own physical and mental well-being so that burnout and ultimately suicide is not such a problem in our profession that being said i'd love to leave you on a more positive note by you know, simply celebrating the veterinarians, the technicians, the nurses, the reception staff, all of the other support staff across the world. You know, I'm constantly in awe of these people when I hear the stories of the work that's being done, often in very challenging situations, being incredibly understaffed, having to deal with lockdowns in the last few years. You know, I'm in awe of the work that gets done. And believe you me, veterinary staff we all do what we do for the love, not for the money. And if someone tells you otherwise, if someone tells you that the vets are in it for the money, not for the love, then, you know, I think that probably says more about them than it does the veterinary staff involved. So I've got a super interesting conversation coming up in 
probably the next episode maybe the next but one depending on how my editing goes and how busy i am in my day-to-day clinic life which at the moment is you know very busy i'm dealing with shortages and things just like the rest of the rest of the world but i'm going to be talking all about the potential health benefits of feeding your pet a vegan diet potentially controversial i've got a fantastic guest that i'm so looking forward to speaking to and it's definitely a conversation that you're not going to want to miss out on so make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcasting app you're listening to this on today but for now take care out there let your amazing veterinary staff know how much you value them for what they're doing and until next time i'm dr alex this is the call the vet show because they're family That's it for this episode of the Call the Vet Show. Be sure to visit callthevet.org to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. We'll see you next time.